What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of the Steamers Podcast. Happy Monday, or Tuesday. This is Tuesday. Tuesday! Shit! What's up, Scoob? What's going on, Flubs? I'm... Dude, I'm heated today, and I'm... I'm, It's not even because of how Week 3 went down. I mean, Week 3 was okay. I'm heated about everyone else and everything else, and... I'm I, I'm I'm getting livid about this whole fantasy football, the leagues, the actual leagues themselves, because of trading. It's getting to this time where every every owner, or not every owner, because I don't do this, but some owners are going out there, they're looking at their teams, and they're like, "All right, who am I trading? I'm trying to trade everyone. I'm making 20 offers a week. It's we. It was week three. It was week three. Yeah, And it's not even, and let me stress what my point is here. It's not that people are, I'm okay with trades. I hate the people, aka what happened to me today, that send out a text to the entire league looking to make some trades. I'll be sending out a few offers. Let me know what works. I'm willing to do this and this, but not this. That's not how trading works. Trading, trading is you finding a player that you need for your team that's going to make it better in the long run. It's identifying where you're weak at, where you're strong at, how do you balance it out week to week. Not just, I'm just going to go throw around 20 offers a week and see what I can get. Fuck you. Don't do that shit. I hate it. It pisses me off. And now, I got to live through it, and it's only week, th- it's, it was week three. Now I got to live through it for another 13 weeks. Yeah, it's it's a uh, officially p- panic mode for about half of the people in every league in fantasy. If they're zero and three or one and two, uh, maybe if they have Saquon and it's, he just got hurt. Um, yeah, I, they it's there's still so much season left, so I don't understand. I, I'm with you a little bit. Um, I'm not like pissed off. <laughs> no, I'm bum pissed, dude. <laughs> but, and I understand. Like, here's the thing: I understand Saquon going down. People yeah. drafted Saquon one. Likely, their second or third pick was maybe another running back. But now they're thin because obviously they lost their twenty point guy. Yeah. But you don't seem like I don't. The people. Well, there's two scenarios that piss me off. It's the people that just go out and just throw out random offers and see what they can get. And then there's the people that pick up waiver wires, and then they try to trade them for star talent. Adding more pieces of shit to a deal does not make it a good deal. (laughs) I don't want your bench. I don't want that. I want what helps my team. So don't go around saying, well, I'm willing to make some deals, and I'll send out a couple offers, and I'll just see what's going on. No, go pick a goddamn team. Pick a player that you want and make a fair offer that benefits both owners. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. The problem with fantasy trading is that, especially so if, you, if there's vetoing involved, if it's not just commissioner only, um, it's pretty it's pretty hard to find a fair trade. And then there's these people, and I know this week's like the panic week kind of, like this week, next week. 
people really want to do trades, but there's people that try to trade before even week one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you draft this team, and you're like, oh, my God, look at this team I drafted. I got a draft grade of a B. No, nothing matters. And by the way, nothing matters about the stupid-ass draft grade. Yeah. Because it told me I reached on Hollywood Brown, and then the first two weeks he was a stud. So that probably would have changed. And you could, I drafted Daniel Jones in my 2QB league. What does that say now? Okay? The draft grades is irrelevant. But then people that go and brag about their roster. Yeah. And then it's funny, too, because the people that like that brag after their drafts are usually the people that are just every day to take, use, like using hours of their day trying to trade every week. It's like, <laughs> no, it's either you get a hit by an injury, you have a position that's not producing, like... I have I have traded for top players before, but I've had to like mortgage my team to like do it. It was like the biggest risk reward I could do. Yeah. But I'm not doing it every other hour of the day. And you know what happened to me? And it's cause of this kid. A bot Campo. He sent me, yo, wanna do a trade. And I was like, okay, I want a like a good receiver. I need a receiver. I sent him Mari Cooper. And Sony Michelle for Hopkins and like whatever. He goes, All right, I'll let you know. Like three hours later, he's making a deal with someone else. Yeah. So it's like he didn't even actually entertain my offer. He went to see what else he could get. So it's like he's not particularly looking at his team. He's just trying to see what the hell is out there. And it's like, No, no, I don't have time for that. I, I need a receiver. I'll go find someone that has. That's deep at their position. I'll try to make a trade that benefits both of us. Because there's no... Otherwise, it's going to get vetoed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like, I don't... Um, I, I think the overall advice would be to just, like, calm down. Because I feel like at this point in the season, uh, everyone's kind of, like, be set in panic mode. And they think the only solution is to somehow do a trade. And it's just not going to... First of all, it's gonna get vetoed if you're in a good league because. Oh, just... I'm I'm like Kane. Actually, I let one trade go unvetoed because it I, it actually made sense for both teams. Yeah. Your trade did not make sense for Nick. For Nick, yeah. I mean, I. And luckily, I'm it got sad. vetoed. I'm sad. Luckily, it got vetoed because he just lost Saquon, so he would have been no running backs rolling. Yeah. Each well, week. that's that's in hindsight, yeah, but. The trade was Sammy Watkins for Leonard Fournette. I'll let the listeners decide what what they think of that. I thought at the time, I mean, so yeah, it was selling high Watkins and buying low Fournette. But we'll see. I want it on record what that What's trade was. What's going to happen now that they like Demarcus Robinson? They got Mecole Hardman who's putting up with touches. And then Tyreek Hill's coming back. You got Kel- there's like There's too many people. There's yeah. too, they're not, it's not reliable. He was drafted where? He had Mahomes last year. What did he do last year? Um, but the thing is, too, his best week already was week one with Hill in the lineup. Um, so Hill's coming back. Also, the thing with Fournette is, yeah, he gets used a lot, but he's like almost their only option to like get production in. I mean, I know Minshew's playing a little bit better now, but... Even you admitted this. They're just st- like every team's just stacking yeah, the box. Yeah, that's true, but his matchups getting better. So like the understanding is that if you're going for a player right now, you better have some analysis behind it. Why? Like I think that there's like a few players like Leonard Fournette that you should be trading for right now. Leonard Fournette is one of them. Yeah, 
James Conner is another. James Conner's had three kind of bad games, and he was drafted as a top running back. His schedule opens up so much. Like he's gonna have such a good schedule, and yeah. he's gonna be like one of the later guys that's gonna be like a stud. But yeah, so I agree. Like I think, I mean, I'm still considering that. Like I. I would have done because I I knew that this trade was gonna get vetoed. It actually lasted a while, um, and got vetoed like real late. But uh, I do realize that like I probably should offer two players for Fournette, maybe Watkins and an, uh, another running back or something. Yeah. Um, and that would be more fair. I only went through that with that trade because that's Nick just said he would accept it. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. I Let's typically see what my it's. It needs to be, like, for the trades to actually make sense to most people, like, if you're doing a running back for a receiver, if you don't do it straight up, then it has to be running back receiver for running back receiver. So that, like, if the team that's trying to save your train for Hopkins and the guy that's training for Hopkins is giving up, like, Dalvin, right? Yeah. Like, someone's going to say that, well, Dalvin for Hopkins might not be a fair trade if this guy gets Dalvin or if this guy gets Hopkins. But if you bounce it out where a guy gets, like, a decent replacement for Hopkins with and Dalvin, and the guy gets a decent running back replace. Like you got to like help yeah. that replacement. I think tr- trades most likely will go through if it's just one person for one person, completely fair value. Um, obviously, it would be two different positions, but I would say on the opposite end, I think you would agree with this. Uh, my stance is like if you like. If you're going to try to trade a backup quarterback or backup tight end, it's just going to get vetoed every time. I know you, you tried to do that well, last year. So, to my point, all right, I like I could say now that it was I, – I do think that I was getting the better end of the deal because I had Mahomes. Yeah. That's why I got the better end of the deal. But, like, right now, I'm in a league where I lost luck and I have to start golf every week. And it's like, do you really think I want to start golf? I've offered – because I'm so deep in every other position. And I've offered – I looked at the guy – who has, I believe he has Brady and, um, who's another top? He's got, I think he's got Brady and Baker, something like that. He's got two, like, quarterbacks that he's like, I like both. Mm-hmm. And my thing is that I, I'm i offering for a QB, but I'm still going to give him someone good because it's Brady. Like, you, if you get a QB like that, it's still worth it. I was, getting, I was giving up Carson Wentz. Yeah, I feel like, like for trades like that, though, it's like, it's only going to go through, like, if you traded Mahomes. And yeah, then you have to start your backup. My, yeah, if I give yeah. up my biggest, yeah, because if you trade your backup and you're getting people that you can start, that's such like yeah, it's a fair trade between the two. Like this person needs this, you need that because you, you don't need your backup quarterback. But, but it just now made your my team, team is so like much so much more loaded because you have an extra starter on to no, start. Now, and so. I agree, but yeah. it's the idea of like when you. This is why I say that you have to look at teams that need help, like. There's leagues that I need a, a QB, and then there's leagues I need a running back because Breda can't get a touch all on the other side of the 50. But like I'm not, I'm not offering like a tight end to get a running. Like I'm offering, I'm looking at what the other guy needs. So say if he needs a receiver, I'm looking at like what receiver would balance his roster out, or like yeah. what, why would he want to say yes? Mm-hmm. Not just throwing out a stupid offer or just gauging people that like, oh, I'm willing to give up my fourth best running back. In hopes of getting your second receiver, and I'm like, no. Is it really gonna balance your your team out? No. Yeah, yeah. I I think the mindset behind the uh, quarterback trading too. Like I, this is my mindset at least. It's like if someone drafted two bad quarterbacks and they're looking to trade for one, 
it's like you should just be stuck with that for being a bad drafter. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So it's, but like, if you I'm had not gonna the Andrew you, Luck retirement in the middle, and that was your sixth round. Like he was my sixth round pick. Yeah. And no, he I'm retired. not. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I mean, that's just straight up unlucky. No one knew that Luck was gonna retire. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like it's it's like well, because like all right, so look at my position right now. I have Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And they're, I mean, Kyler's looking pretty good. I mean, I, he's just like a viable starter, but Baker sucks fantasy wise. And like, so far, yeah, my so opinion far. is, I should be stuck with that. Like, I, I had a bad take taking ba- Baker. So I'm not going to try to trade for a quarterback at all. If anything, I'm just going to try to do a waiver pickup or something. Yeah. So, and yeah. I, no, I agree with that. If you drafted like an idiot, you should be stuck looking like an idiot. Yeah. But if you're a team that like, you lost a player to injury, or maybe in your draft you said, I'm going to get some extra running backs and hope that I can deal running back and balance my team out later, then that's that's a fair. But, it, like, I swear, if you're picking up waiver wires and then that's in your trade or you're just throwing out bullshit just to see what, t- what like, getting a star talent, I mean, seriously, like, it, it's annoying. It's yeah. honestly annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying too because they know it's not going to go through and they just keep doing these trades and it's like you just have to veto it every time. Yeah. It's like if you're if you're trying to trade for a star, you have to trade a star from your team. That's kind of how that like, works. Or it has to be multiple play- like or two like very va- uh like two starters, like viable starters. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like one thing I'm looking at right now is in my one league that now I have to manage. We had to keep. We kept Hopkins. Is any team, any player keeper that you, we we kept Hopkins? He was our best player. We drafted Julio, and it's a two receiver league. And then we got we we can only have four receivers on the roster. We have AJ Green and Fitzgerald. And I said, I was like, we're up, we're going to be zero three now because our QB is not producing. We have Baker. Our running backs. We have Chris Carson and Sony Michelle and Matt Breda. All of them. All of whom just literally shit themselves in week three. Yeah. And I said, I suggested, why not trying to sell Hopkins for two players that actually might benefit and one of them being elite, like a running back. Yeah. They so see, I, that that would work. Yeah. So, and the team I looked at was the team that has James Conner. I said, James Conner is going low and you can probably take a receiver with it because you're giving up Hopkins. Yeah. It's like, you have to think about and if and you have to look at the other guy's team. Is he really? Does he think this will make his team better? Getting Hopkins because I have Julio. Like I, I'm fine. Yeah, it's a tricky situation. I feel like everyone has different views on the vetoing. Um, I kind of want to like put a poll up on Twitter and get like opinions on what they think of what we're saying or like get their thoughts because it's like I feel like it's something that like. People need to start figuring out like what are fair trades. How do you go about trading in fantasy? Um, how do you know when it's the right time to trade? Kind of thing. Like, because I I think you like I agree with you about like <laughs> like the panic mode shit where it's like it doesn't even have value anymore to trade because people are just, trying to do it too much. Yeah, like let me just make the most vague statement ever about how I want to trade right now and see what happens. Um, it's like that's there's uh, like you don't and then you and then like oh I won my fantasy league because I did like this is my team and then they show me a team with like Saquon Zeke and like another star and I'm like did you draft this team 
no, I traded for Zeke like week three, and then I traded for DeAndre Hopkins week seven. I'm like, see, that's my problem. No, like you, you having the three first round picks because you just kept trading all year. Yeah. Like no. That yeah, doesn't make sense. It's not really impressive. It's really just a knock on their league not taking action over bullshit trades. You know like, what I mean? So yeah. like you just got lucky that your league doesn't care that um, you're just fleecing people on the league. And it's going to be funny because like, if people in our league, when I tried to trade Wentz last year, and they're like, well, you you tried to do that when you tried to trade for Hopkins. Yeah, but credit to me, I drafted Mahomes like round eight well, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So like... I like that was that was me picking that player. Like that anyone could have had him. That wasn't just that was something I did. Like I picked I, I had Mahomes in almost every league. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. Um Yeah, see like I don't know it's just you just can't expect if you have Mahomes to be able to trade your backup yeah, quarterback. Yeah, no, and like, that that's understandable. It's just like you got to ha- like if you have a good backup quarterback, then if you want a star player, then you got to trade your starting quarterback. Like yeah. that's just how it works in my opinion. But yeah. Speaking of fantasy shit shows, OJ Simpson's in one right now. And why the hell did I think it was a good idea to talk about OJ Simpson? Because he's electric. He. I don't know what he is. What is. Dude, how does he go from being in prison? This is how effed up the NFL season is. OJ Simpson's out of jail. Antonio Brown has gone mentally insane and back to college. Andrew Luck retired. Luke Falk was a starting quarterback this week. Cam Newton is getting memed around with that commercial he made five years ago with the little kid stretching his arm, and they're saying that's Kyle Allen. (laughs) How long do you think it is until the people on Twitter start saying... um that Andrew Luck should play for this team, like come back and play for teams. Do you think that happens at all this like, year? Like the Calvin Johnson Because there's just so many, yeah, there's so many teams that could use Andrew Luck right now, and it's just inevitable it's going to happen. I'm just trying to figure out. You know, you know what the only working. consistent, there's like two consistent things in the NFL right now. Number one is Tom Brady. And number two, <laughs> Frank Gore. Because Frank Gore, <laughs> god damn it, he, he just... Every week he shows up, he runs right into the right guard, gains three yards, then finds his way into the end zone. I, I don't I, – and he's like 35. What's more impressive, Frank Gore performing the way he is at his age or Tom Brady performing the way he is at his age? People would probably have to say Frank Gore because QBs get to where they are at Tom Brady's age. I mean, granted – <laughs> the thing about Brady, Run, yeah, running backs still make it to no, thirty six. No, that's the starters. So Tom Brady, like he, he's just always had a great offensive line that keeps him. Like he's he's a pocket guy, but like he's also had really good short route runners that make plays. Yeah, he's the still like no. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just think that a QB can last way longer in the NFL than a, a running. Yeah, back. I agree because he just doesn't take as many hits. Like looking, Kalen Balage, like the dude can't even get a yard. And he's like a he's like a two year pro. Frank Gore's thirty six, like you just said. Yeah. And he, he put up seventy yards and a touchdown yesterday. The guy's a fucking beast. Um, but yeah, OJ's team is looking awful. No, I don't even care about his team. 
like, are we just gonna, like, forget the fact that he was literally in prison, like, a few months ago for his, like, I think everyone just... And then he's just, like, posting videos like nothing happened? I think what it is is that people don't want to fuck with him in real life, but they're okay with getting content from him on Twitter, like, every other day. Yeah, so, like, you're saying... (laughs) So, what you're saying is, like... If you see him, you're like, you're a scumbag. Yeah. But then you see his post on Twitter okay, and yeah. you're like, what the hell it's is this? Okay to laugh. laugh at. It's okay to laugh at what he's saying on Twitter and follow him. What does that mean? No, it's not. What? I feel like there's a couple examples of people like that on Twitter. And how does he still have so much money? What does he, how does he get all this money? He's like, he's like well, golfing he every was, day. Cause he didn't spend like any of it while he was in jail. Yeah. But you got to think about the lawsuit and all that. Like there's no way that this dude's just still swimming in money. And what does he even is he even does he even have an income now? What does he do? I don't know. But I don't know. I I didn't know what to think originally of him coming to Twitter, but I'm liking it. What? It's, it's just funny, dude. It's a funny every once in a while uh, OJ Simpson's still alive. The only thing that you can rely on now is that week to week he puts out a video because Antonio Brown does some shit. Yeah, he's been following the AB saga a lot. It's funny, uh, AB owners right now are like, like we were talking about this yesterday on the podcast about like if he should come back or not. And obviously, you know, my take is he shouldn't. And it like like he's the perfect example of every AB owner right now, like making videos like pleading for like begging NFL teams to sign them even though they know in their heart of hearts that they shouldn't I AB goes back to college OJ Simpson's posting videos the Eagles are one and two can you really imagine being AB's teacher college teacher right now it's online I would just automatically give him an F like a group project yo AB I'll uh he should take a (laughs) ethics class (laughs) yeah just literally, I'm like, I, I just gotta, I'm gonna be curious, like, what's gonna happen? Is he just not gonna go to class? Is he gonna, is he gonna have, like, a, like, a, a backpack gonna, issue that he can't go to class for three weeks, and then... He's gonna not do anything in the group project, and just show up for the presentations, and talk the whole time, not knowing what the hell is going on. Then it's gonna be signed AB, and then he's gonna put something on social media that how he helped with the project, yeah, and, and he's, then and that's the, it. And the, uh, the things afterwards, where it's like the group participation, where they do it and honestly, he's just gonna be like 100% AB, and then like writing in the comments, like this guy sucked. It's like imagine now you're in that class, and AB gets a better grade than you. Like now, now the standard for the kids in the class is so high because, like of how ridiculous AB just looked out in, like, the last, like, month. And now, like, imagine, like, you're the one of those kids and you were laughing at AB, and now you have to go toe-to-toe with AB in your class. Yeah. I, I wonder, <laughs> like, the amount of people in the class that don't know him and they're just, like, don't give a shit about him being in the class. <laughs> Antonio, so you didn't upload your document. Uh, you going to finish that in time? Find out on social media, not uploaded shit, Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, the video comes out of yeah. him getting an F in the class. He's running around his backyard just laughing his ass off. Mama, I passed. <laughs> they kicked me out of college. I, 
and I can't believe like that was the next like literally yesterday we were saying what's what's the next thing for AB. Yeah, and we were like thinking about doing a bet. Like you said, his agent's gonna. It's uh, gonna be his agent. Go. It's gonna be his agent. And it, immediately we were just dead wrong. It's him joining back into college the next day. What, who the fuck knows what's gonna happen tomorrow, dude? It's it's literally it's a it's a day by day thing. I can't even like. What happens if a team offers him like millions in like the middle of like week like week seven, and he's just like. All right, I'm done class. Not coming back. Like I mean, <laughs> the way the Eagles receivers are looking right now. No, no, we're not. No, nope. Nah, no, I, I'm just kidding. But it would be sick if he wasn't the biggest clown in the world. I'd I'd be cool with signing him. Yeah, I think anyone would. I think everyone wants AB as the player, not the the freak show. I mean, yeah, he might be the biggest scumbag in the world. But at least he cashes everything that's thrown to him. Unlike Nelson Aguilar. Unlike J.J. Arthega Whiteside. J.J.? J.J. Can we call him Jar Jar Arthega Whiteside? Uh, dude, the, the Dallas Goddard drop. The uh, I think even Jordan Howard had a drop. Alright, well since this is nowhere near out of my system, and it's only been a day later, we're going to talk about the Eagles. Because... I'm what the hell? Our defense has not done shit. Darby's now out. I don't know if that's gonna help us or not, but I don't think it does, even though he did not have a couple good games. And then to top it all off, Carson Wentz is playing phenomenal football right now and he's just not getting the help. Like people are gonna say, well, Carson Wentz missed Miles Sanders twice yesterday for touchdowns. Really? How many other throws did he make that were touchdowns that weren't caught? Yeah, I mean, I think we should start this off by saying anyone that's blaming Carson Wentz at all. They're just it's it's there's this weird thing with the Eagles fans where like there's a good amount of fans that kind of think that we should have kept Foles and they're finding any reason to blame it's Wentz. It's just like insane. I don't yeah. get it. And it's it's just like this kind of like hating hater mentality of Wentz. And I'm so over. It. I'm just so over it. I I love how by like week to week, how there's nothing like to back Philly, it up. Philly fans just like go ape shit week to week. Like I granted, granted, it was like we almost we we tanked the first half to the Redskins and people were in panic. That's fair. That was our season opener at home. Week two against the Falcons, we should have won. We were two. I guess the Aguilar catch away. And our secondary and defense did not play as well as they should have. The only reason we were in that game is because we we managed the, the time o'clock. Then, you get to yesterday, or Sunday, the only play we made on defense in that game was Malcolm Jenkins blocking the kick. Yeah, it was and the that's only technically play. special teams. It was the only play. There's no sacks. I mean, we can stop the run. Jim Jim Schwartz's defense is stopping the run right now. Yeah, we had no sacks. We had no inter- no takeaways. But your our secondary is giving up too many. Marvin Jones had a monster game against us. Yeah, he did. Um, like it's our secondary is just it's got to step up. It has to. It, yeah, like you're, you're asking, especially because yeah, our D line isn't playing well. Um, I've I've seen a, some Fletcher Clock. Fletcher Cox slander today 
on Twitter. Insane. I, think, I can't. I can't hear that. I think we we should still give him a pass for a little bit. I, he had this toe injury. I don't know if he's a hundred percent. He's your only D tackle right now. I will say though, Carson Wentz had more tackles than Fletcher Cox on Sunday, which is just like, I mean, I get you're injured, but I mean, I'm I'm still gonna give him a pass, but no. he should have more than. Well, I don't even know if he had a tackle. There's a few of my problems here. Number obviously, I already stated the secondary, and now it's like, now that Darby's out, are like, is this what we're rolling with? We're going into Green Bay Thursday. Then you got a long, long week. I like, I, I gotta assume they're gonna roll with what we have right now for for Green Bay. If Ramsey's still available, I, I I can't see us not trading for Ramsey at that. If, yeah, like, I think it's pretty obvious we have to with our D line not playing well because uh, we're rolling with like Amari Cooper will shit on us. Yeah, like no doubt the way he he's getting he's getting touchdowns every week from Dak, and I granted they're playing the Dolphins, Redskins, and Giants, but he's like our corners cannot cover him right now. Yeah, he's going to light us up. If Gallup's back by week seven, he's going to light us up. Randall Cobb's going to light us up. Uh, Jason Witten probably is going to light us up. Um, Zeke, we might have like a good time. Like We might do all right with Zeke because our, our uh, run defense is still pretty nice. But outside of that, I don't know. It's still a tough task to try to stop Zeke. My next issue... It has to be. I'm just gonna put it in one category. It, as we already discussed the defensive line, but also the offensive line, both of them. Yeah. We said this in is the, one of the first episodes they yeah. were that these lines were ranked in top the top five, five. Both of them. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line was ranked number one in the league by Pro Football Focus in the preseason. And we are running the game. Our running game has not been really been established. And I I just saw a video today of a three man rush. Getting the Wentz, because obviously our receivers weren't healthy, but I I watched four guys on the offensive line give up on the play. Yeah, like three or four seconds into the play, they'd stop moving. Like they're just standing. And because they didn't have anyone on the side of the line, they're like, all right, whatever, play's over. You got to play through that. Um, I can't, I, it's inexplicable to me what's going on with the O line. Um, obviously, I can't tell which is more shocking. The fact that Carson Wentz is like running around the pocket every play, or the fact that we can't run block either. Like we can't set up a run game. We're using Miles Sanders over Jordan Howard way too much. I don't know. That's like seriously like that's something we have to talk about. Why the hell seriously, why the hell are we not using Jordan Howard more? He's the third ranked rushing he's third in the NFL since two thousand sixteen in rush yards. He's gone to the Pro Bowl. He's one of the best running backs we've had in a while. And he runs through the tackles really well. I think that, like, I like Miles Sanders. I, like I said, I'm seeing good things, but he's – I think that he needs to observe a little more, and you got to give – He's it, a rookie. Yeah. And he gave up two fumbles in the same drive. One of them got away, and that hurt us. It led to a field goal, and we lost by three. Um, I don't know how – he sees more snaps than Jordan Howard after that fumble. It should the really the the timeshare in my opinion should be a first and second down Howard approach with a third down Miles Sanders approach. Yeah, Jordan Howard is a good running back, and it's, when he's in, he's doing good things. Like think about what the Bears did last year when they had Howard and Cohen. Like Cohen was really good. he was only the third down back and pass catcher, and then they were running Howard and Howard like 
yeah, he didn't have his best year last year, but still, he's a guy that when he gets his volume, he gets you yards. He get he's a big guy. I saw him truck stick a D back. Yeah, like like he he makes plays. So and, yeah, and to your point, um, Miles Sanders looked pretty good in the past game yesterday. He had two catches for over seventy yards. Um, so I don't see like. Like, why not try to get Miles Sanders more in the pass game? Like, maybe a run here and there. And also, they had a they, one of the snaps that Jordan Howard was in. He was lined up all the way on the outside in a five receiver set, and he dropped it. I mean, uh, I mean, he, I mean, he probably should have caught it, but still, he's a running back. He's not known for his catching. You have him out all the way to the side, like uh, it's just really questionable play calling. He should be getting fifteen carries a game. And like no no doubt, yeah, fifteen carries a game, be. and then Miles Sanders like I, I I'm sitting there like averaging around around twenty to twenty four carries. He should get the rest, but mainly have his touches come from passing. Yeah, and like I like Miles Sanders, I really like his potential. Same, but he's a rookie, and like this stuff is like pretty expected when you're getting adjusted to the speed of the NFL. Um, you're gonna fumble sometimes. Like it's just it's just what happens, and we can't have that going on in a close game, in a must-win game in the beginning of the season. Um, I just I really w- like would love to know what was going through Doug Peterson's head when he kept Miles Sanders in the game. Um, well, no, he, I, I didn't. No, like like I again, just, what is I'm, the thought process? I, I'm behind not. That I don't I hate the idea of playing Miles Sanders. I just think that we need to establish a run game right now, and the best approach right now is to give it to Jordan Howard. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I still want Miles Sanders to get tick. I still want him to play. Like I think I'm not he's really saying good. take him out of the game. I'm just saying you're barely using Jordan Howard after a rookie just made a mistake in a really crucial game. Um it's just I don't understand that at all. I think he just maybe felt motivated that I think that they just were really high on Sanders. I don't blame him. Like I think he's good. Just I think right now you we need to go with what's safe and just play the Establish run with Jordan Howard and then use Sanders on passing downs. Plus, like, um, you, you got to wonder, too, is Jordan Howard going to get frustrated not getting these touches when he's made a Pro Bowl? He's sitting behind a rookie running back. Like, think about it this way. Like, Miles Sanders isn't going to, like, if he's not getting, a lo- like, the amount of touches that he actually wants, he's not going to do anything about it. Like, Jordan Howard at any time could be like, this is bullshit. Trade me, like give, give me the so hell that's, out of here. And that's where I am. Do you know what? Jo- credit to Jordan Howard. I mean, seriously, there was the rumor of trading for Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Then you got this. He's still sitting with a rookie. He's got to be like pretty pissed. That's what. I'm saying. And but you don't hear anything from him. And yeah. like, like that's a, that's a pro's pro right there. And I, I'm sorry, the guy deserves more carries. And he deserves better than what we're we're treating him. And I, like, and then it's just now it's really making me think when he was being offered for Melvin Gordon. Like as a, like like what's your idea about doing this? What was going to be our plan for Melvin Gordon? Are, are we going to use Miles Sanders still? I don't know. I mean, like imagine if we did that. Where are we sitting with with our running back situation at that point? Yeah, it's kind of a question because you know we we would only trade for Melvin if we were going to give him the contract, and then we used uh, that draft pick on Miles Sanders, so that kind of goes to waste because I don't know how much he'd be used. I don't know, like. I think the running back position needs to be talked about more with the Eagles. I feel like we're we have no idea what we're doing, to be honest, with that position. Uh, I th- the cornerbacks and the wide receivers are getting a lot of talk right now, but I think people need to focus on the running backs too. Well, 
And then, like we've already said, and it's the big news is just the receiving play. You know what? I understand there's drops, and I understand that they fumbled. It's tough. Like, we don't have our reliable top two, okay? I think for what we're asking for Aguilar right now, I still think he's playing fine. He did not. He's I Like, I understand he had that big. He still played solid against the Lions. Like, he had that big drop against yeah. the Falcons, but he still played solid against the Lions. Yeah. Like, he, he scored that one touchdown, and it was all because of his two moves he made. And yeah. like He had two touchdowns. Yeah, he had two yeah. touchdowns. But what I'm saying is, like, He's not to me. He's not the problem. Like, I just think that right now you're yeah, asking I mean, way too much of our Sega Whiteside in this in this absence. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, we might be asking for too much from him, but he's giving us nothing. He's he has two starts and the he's last got, two weeks, and he has two catches for like I don't know, like less than twenty yards. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, and I mean, on seven targets. So that's, so that's I think pretty the, terrible. The pressure's more on him. High, he was like the sixth or like fifth or sixth wide receiver drafted this year. So that means, and that's tough because he's a rookie. You can't like put and him that, that pressure. drop yeah. that he had at the end of the the game though. That's why we drafted him for those jump ball situations. So I mean, I know it's like obviously we're it's being hard on a on a rookie wide receiver, but I mean you're in Philadelphia. Get over it. Like that's just what happens. And this is what we expect of you. I mean, if you're not going to catch that, then why did we draft you? No, yeah, and I think that he really needs to. I, I'm not saying that he's not going to pan. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying yeah, I'm not either. It's I just, just think that like you, you know, you gotta, you gotta start figuring it out. Like this, to go out and have two catches, and you're in a starting role, and you have a big play come your way. Like, look at Metcalf. And look at uh, McLaurin, Marquise Brown. Brown. Look at all these other receivers that were taken. Debo Samuel. Debo, yeah, they all these guys are making plays right now. Like, it's not the fact that he like he dropped a big pass and he hasn't shown up, but there's other guys around him that are showing up, and it's you like the pressure's not just coming from Philadelphia; it's coming from the rest of the league that's starting out to produce. Yeah, it's honestly. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. it's pretty pathetic how bad. Like he's he's played bad. Like I'm not saying he's gonna be terrible for now. Maybe this is what he needed. He needed a drop early in his career to like get his head right. He's like, all right, I'm actually in the NFL now. Like reality check. But he needs to be called out because two games that be that bad as and he was really really great in college. Like really good. So it's it's pretty disappointing to see that happen. Yeah, so um, like my takeaway is, I think that I think I like I understand Aguilar still like I'm not saying that he's not anywhere to blame. I'm saying that he still played solid in my opinion for yeah, what we I'm asked not, of him. Yeah, uh, I'm Earth's, still I still think Aguilar play. I I'm not as big as everyone else like blaming Aguilar. Like he played almost as good as he possibly can. I mean that fumble was bad, and he had another drop, and then he had a drop against the Falcons. But, but like you're asking so much from yeah, him, like you, he's like, not—he's never been that number one target. Like that's just not what he is. He's a—he's a play. Like he's made plays when he's had the ball in his hands. Like, uh, but it, I'm not putting the blame on. Like you need your—they doubled Ertz. Aguilar came and played. He had a good game. And but then you're looking around the rest of the field. You got Goddard Matt dropping Collins, it. too. Matt Collins wasn't bad, but saying that he likes special teams more than offense. Like, I like I'm, my my thing is 
I'm looking at where Dallas Goddard drops that wide open touchdown. That was awful. I got Arcega Whiteside or Thega. You know what? He's Arcega until he starts catching the ball. Then I'll, I'll pronounce his name the way it should be. He needs to like that. That's your that's your time. You you were getting single coverage. You make that catch. No one's talking about you. Everyone's talking about you as a hero today. Not a not a like. Cause down there looking at your stats and saying, "What did you actually do all game?" Yeah. Um, um, I think I think we need a I think we have a tough matchup, but I mean I think this is like I think this is the game Wentz is gonna say like all right I'm just gonna have to do all of it, all of it myself. I mean he's kind of already been doing that. There was also like three offensive pass interferences too because I don't know why I think the receivers are just getting frustrated. Really wanted the catch ball. Even one of them was on Matt Collins and he didn't he he dropped it after it anyway on a perfect pass from Wentz. It's, the Sproles it needs one was to be better. Fun. I mean, the, the Sproles sp- one, like... That was, was a, a rough call, kind of. I mean, I don't know if that was... I mean, it was offensive pass interference, but it's like, how are you going to call that on little Sproles? Like, <laughs> he's just talking about him like he's a kid. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. He made a great play there. That was kind of a... I don't know if I agree with that call. That was kind of... Nah, he, that was he, kind cleared, of a soft he clearly call. did, but honestly, he... It was actually the smart play, even though, he, like, it caught the penalty, because... If he went for a jump ball scenario, he's likely losing it. So getting the penalty at least gave us another chance. Yeah. Like if they don't call the penalty and he gets the catch, yeah, then. we're still on. Yeah. If he gets the penalty and they call it and he catches it, still on. But if he just goes up for the jump ball and he doesn't get it because it's a bad matchup. Yeah, he had to. It was yeah, actually yeah. a really smart veteran, like just to take the chance. Yeah. I think so. Out of all of these reasons that we we're giving, I think another underrated thing that like no one's talking about is like um on that blocked kick uh yeah Malcolm Jenkins made a great play like thank god he blocked that but also you got to have the discipline after that I, I don't know if he was like really hype or what was that the penalty he had a legal block in the back at the 50 yard line after that and there was like a really stupid block. Well, it in the costed like, us. The, it technically co- cost us. It the cost game. us overtime, pretty much. Yeah, because we were. We would have gotten at least. We would have gotten pretty close because we would have played different there. We might have done some runs, gotten closer into the like good range. I mean, obviously, we're gonna go for the touchdown on the win, but like we definitely would have gotten in a good range to kick the field goal, good overtime. So I'm not saying that's the biggest reason we lost. I think it's up there though that Malcolm Jenkins kind of lost his head there and. Like that was a clear illegal block in the back. Uh, yeah. If you go back and watch that, yeah, no, it was he, like, I, that's all. It was it was awful. It was just like it was dumb too because that guy wasn't even gonna tackle him. So um, I don't know. What would, how would you rank? Like how would you rank the blame so far of the Eagles, or at least in that last game? Uh, last overall or last game alone? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, overall, I think it's the defense. Uh, okay. Last game, I'm. Putting the blame more on the receivers. I mean, yeah, because I, I would agree. Just yeah. Wentz's options. And I understand we're banged up, but just because of, there was they the, had there was seven the fumbles, drops. there was the fumbles, the drops. Yeah. Like it was, it was just too much. Yeah. So I, um, I think overall, I think that the defense needs to step up. They need to give our offense some better opportunities. Like we're we not need forcing to make turnovers. Big time plays. Like people need to play better on defense. We need we need some sacks. We need some like we need to give our offense not starting at the twenty yard line every drive and ha- not forcing once to go all the way down the field. Like give us the ball at the thirty at some point. Yeah, we need we need someone to make a play on the ball. We, we need, need to some be in their territory every once in a while. 
We need our D line to play with like a fucking sense of urgency. I mean, I I think they're doing an okay job at getting pressure, but I don't know how. But the, our, the quarterbacks keep getting away from them. And like, then and then there's a receiver wide open. Yeah, and then obviously that's not going to work for us because our cornerbacks can't cover for more than two seconds. So it's just a really bad recipe on defense. I don't know if that's going to get fixed this year. Unless, I mean, like what we said, Ramsey, I said earlier that we should have traded for Clowney. I think that still stands, like, that we're going to regret. No, yeah, no, I, I think we both agreed that yeah, it was it was a pretty decent deal that we could have yeah, made. definitely. We definitely could have made a, tr- a trade that would have been very worth it. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's a lot. I think what we're trying to get at here, too, is that stop blaming Wentz. There are so many other reasons that this shit is happening. I think like it's countless calm, reasons. I think we just need to calm down. I think that I think we're gonna go into Lambo. I think. What are your What's your prediction for that game? I think we're, I'm, I'm. I think. I think the the fans. I think the city. I think the everyone got to the Eagles team, and now they know. They said it's time to put up or shut up. Like we we they hyped yeah. up this season. They were doing all this shit in the in the off season with magazine covers and all this stuff. They're like power ranked high. They're they're like saying this is our year. We're high, the, We're yeah. healthy now, and dude, it's time to it's time to show it. I think that they're gonna our show it. Our defense needs to play phenomenal against the Packers. That's that the, if they don't play well, we're gonna lose because they're deep. We're playing on a Thursday, short week. We probably won't have Deshaun or Alshon back. Maybe I, we'll hold out for hope for Alshon. Hopefully, yeah. Um, their defense is a lot better this year. Uh, they're gonna stop our run. Like we're not gonna be able to run well. We're at we're at Lambeau on a Thursday. Our offense isn't gonna be able to play that well. So if, if our defense shits the bed, yeah. we, we need to pressure Rodgers. And yeah. I mean, I think we could definitely stop Jones. But if we don't sack Rodgers at all, that I think that's the difference. I think it's Agreed. gonna be. I think it's. I think you contain Devontae with Rodgers and just give him a little pressure. I think we can score on that defense. I know the defense has played well, but I think we can still score on them. I think it's the line has to t- say. We're not giving up shit. I know that the Green Bay Lions got a couple of good players. They got Bakhtiari. Like they're going to be. So it's a tough matchup for the defensive line, but we just got to contain Devonte. I mean, seriously. I don't know Maybe. if that's going to happen though, dude. I'm telling you, we need to get. We need to get really. We need to strategize different types of blitzes. We need to figure out. Like we have to really put a lot of time into how to startle yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, we need to get pressure in creative ways, or I. I don't know what to say. I, it could get. I think it honestly could get ugly. Agreed. Um, but I'll hold out hope. I'm not. We'll I'm give, just trying to be realistic yeah, about it. We'll yeah. give our our pick for it on Thursday. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Tune in Thursday. Um, follow us on social media uh, at Steamers Pod on Twitter on Instagram. Um, yeah, we tweet out the links to all the things that you can. All the different platforms you can watch or listen on on uh, on social media, and uh, let Greed sign off here. All right, guys, this is season one, episode ten of the Steamers podcast. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll be giving our bet picks for the week, cash out, blackout segment on the deadlock segment, and uh, go over power rankings. Well, maybe. Well, Possibly. I thought I thought we want to do that for. All right, we'll figure that out. But 
Like you said, follow us on Steam at Steamers Pod on social media, and we'll see you on Thursday.